So with Hong Kong in the news big time, should you go to Hong Kong now? We will take a look at your options for this bucket list destination. And we have the inside scoop. And I just returned from there. Undercover Jet Setter, navigating your world. And hi, everyone. John Daly here, along with Susan Anzalone. Welcome to the Undercover Jet Setter podcast. And cheers. We are drinking the Kong Hatton. I don't know if you can hear that, but uh, the little ice <laughs> tingling in the glass. And you can see that on our mixology page on undercoverjetsetter.com slash mixology. It has a bourbon, Cointreau, lychee liqueur, and tonic water. And it is super yummy. It is very, very good. And we created it in Hong Kong about a year ago. And uh, again, we hope folks take a chance to take a look at that. But we we might need more of these because people are getting concerned about heading to Hong Kong. So we wanted to do the show to give you all the information that we have. And the best info, Susan, comes from you. You were there gathering some info for future segments for us. So what is your, exp- I should say, your recommendation? Should you go or should you go somewhere else besides Hong Kong? Well, um, first off, this is one of my most favorite cities on the planet, and I think yours too, John. Absolutely. Um, for so many reasons that you know you you can see in all of the shows and all of the segments that we've done on Hong Kong. So it's a little heartbreaking to see all of this tension and and chaos happening in a city that is known really for its safety and order and peacefulness. Um, but if you are thinking of going to Hong Kong, and I would still recommend that to anyone who has never been, since it's one of the greatest cities in the world and a fabulous and diverse place that celebrates life in many ways. And I think everyone should experience it at least once, if not more. Um, definitely still go if you are thinking of going. And the only thing I would say is that if you have the option to choose a time frame, um, I would probably wait until some of these protests have calmed down, and which I believe they will. You know, they're planned and they're peaceful protests for the most part. But as we did just see about a week ago, you could have, you know, flight, de- flight delays or complications due to protests that may occur at the airport or around the MTR. So for convenience reasons, mainly, I would suggest waiting um, a few months, maybe, just to see how it plays out. But I wouldn't cancel it from your bucket list. I would definitely make plans to go in the next few years for sure. Okay, and we should tell folks we're we're, we're speaking in mid-August here, 2019, in case you're listening to a lot of our podcast here. Uh, There were two days at the Hong Kong airport that the airport was shut down because of the protesters inside the terminal. The airport has reopened. Um, Flights are coming in. In fact, I actually spoke to a source of ours, and he was heading back on a late night flight uh, after that second day of protest, and he actually got in there okay, and he said everything was fine. Uh, And it seems to be the protest after that, which were not at the airport, but were in Hong Kong, uh, have been one less violent. And the protesters are trying to be as acquiescent and trying to say, look, we're peaceful. We're just trying to get our message across. So that being said, when you were there, did you see anything violent, anything that, that, that popped up to you? And again, I know you were not down in there, but you were at different places throughout the city. Did you see anything violent happen? Um, no, I did not. And you're correct. And I was there about a month ago 
um, the protests are peaceful for the most part. Um, they're organized and planned ahead of time. So the city, the police, the protesters, it, everyone is aware of when and where the protest will take place. Um, the day we arrived was a Sunday, and usually the protests do take place on a weekend. So, you know, as an example, for when I was there, nothing happened from Monday through Friday at all. Um, but there was a protest that day, the Sunday that I arrived. Now, I arrived in the early morning, so I didn't have a problem taking the Air airport express and then a taxi to the hotel. Um, by the way, if you haven't seen any of our shows, the airport express is the best way to transfer from the Absolutely. airport to your destination. Um, but anyway, when I did get to the hotel, they mentioned that in the afternoon, there was a protest scheduled and that the streets would be blocked off. Um, now this is really just to make way for the protesters to walk down the street. And so it's, it's not anything dangerous. It's just the fact that they're blocking them off because there's so many of them and they have the pathway. Um, and where I was staying, which was in Central, was going to be the main route of the protest for um, they were starting off in Central and they're going all the way over to Causeway Bay, which is kind of a, a straight shot. But they had to close off all the streets. So they did mention that, you know, if you do want to go somewhere in the afternoon, take the MTR. You know, that is the subway system in Hong Kong, sidebar. It is amazing, convenient, easy to navigate and, and get so many places. Um, now, my husband did arrive in the afternoon, and he, um, since the roads were closed, um, the MTR was much more crowded. And so when he arrived in Central on the Airport Express, Instead of being able to just take a taxi like I had, uh, he couldn't because he had to take the MCR because the roads were closed. So he did have that inconvenience of now having to take the MCR, the subway with his luggage and everything. And it was very crowded because everybody mm -hmm. was taking the MCR. So that was a bit inconvenient, but not dangerous. And later that day, we were taking a stroll through one of the large malls there in Central. And it was just as the protest was concluding at about I would say at least a hundred or so of the protesters came into the mall right in front of us. They had their signs, their, their black t-shirts, but they were all peaceful and they were just walking around. And, you know, remember they are protesting for freedom and their rights. So we do agree with what they, they stand for. Interesting. And I, I talked to um, a couple of people, one uh, a travel agent that you and I talked to quite a bit. And, and one of the things she said, she goes, I would tell people not to go there. On the other hand, I talked to someone from Asia who said, you know, they heard a lot of young folks who were actually very excited to go see not only the protests, but to witness some history, because it is history. Uh, and that's okay if that's your personality. It, it, as you know, it would be my personality with my news background. However, the situation, <laughs> you know, it could be volatile and it could change quickly. Uh, for most people, we would say try to avoid those protest areas. Give, give me your thoughts on that. I think you kind of touched on that before, but I just I just want to I, I want to hit on people because I want people to be safe. Yet at the same time, too, I don't want to discourage people. Give me your th thoughts on that as far as avoiding those areas. Well, you're right. And personally, personally, I would avoid the protest areas because I'm not like you. And, you know, especially if I was a woman traveling on my own or something mm -hmm. like that, um, I, I would avoid the protest areas because I just always look out for wherever I am to be safe. Um, I think it's better to play it safe than, you know, be sorry later. 
um, you, you, on the other hand, are, you know, a rogue uh, very much into <laughs> doing all of that. And, you know, um, you know, a dissident in your own right. So, <laughs> but as I mentioned, um, we were in the mall with them and everything was totally fine. They, they're completely peaceful. They won't harm you. Um, in fact, part of the reason that they are protesting is to make visitors and other people around the world aware of what is happening in Hong Kong. And they were trying to gain your support. Um, but as we just did see about a week ago at the, that the recent airport sit in, you know, that did get a little violent between the protesters and, and the police have come in. And so you would want to avoid getting entangled in something like that, possibly, you know, and as you said, it's a volatile situation. You never know what can happen, no matter what the good intentions start out as. And the airport situation, I mean, for me, it was really heartbreaking to watch. Um, since then, quite a few of the protesters have reached out on social media with apologies saying that they did get a bit too agitated and overreacted, and that did lead to some of the violence that happened, and they felt really bad about that. And so normally that is not the case, and this was just kind of an unusual situation. But um, they are aware that they're trying to make people around the world aware of what, what they're standing for and the democracy that they're standing for. And so at the same time that they're protesting, they're trying to do it in a way that they gain respect around the world, and they're not, you know, held up as as anybody who's doing anything unrestful or violent because they don't want that reputation whatsoever so you know they did they as i said they did go out on social media and apologize and try to explain everything to everyone yeah and you if you just go online you'll see a lot of that uh this is the undercover jet setter podcast i'm john daly along with susan anzalone my co-host here we are talking about hong kong and what you need to know if you want to travel there also remember to subscribe to our youtube channel at youtube.com slash undercover jet setter. All right, let, let's let let us emphasize for you. We are not saying to go or not to go. It's up to you. We want to arm you with the right info if you do go. We've uh, also got a lot of sources in the travel industry, also an international security industry as well. And the consensus seems to be if you want to go, be vigilant. Here are some tips that we've gathered. Uh, I, I'm going to give you more, but I want you to give some more on the ground insight after I give these, Susan. So hang on here. First, Know that you can't get travel insurance now to go to Hong Kong. None of the insurers will issue policies. If you booked insurance before the protest, then you do have insurance. Second, check with your airline or the airline app for cancellations. You might get a refund or they might get you a flight somewhere else. Three, if you are still going to Hong Kong, enroll in the State Department's Safe Traveler Enrollment Program. The website is step.state.gov slash step. And we'll put, the, we'll put this up for you here on the page here. Uh, four, watch the news to see where the protesters are to avoid protest areas, as Susan just mentioned. Fifth, if you are there, do not wear black because that is the color of the protest movement so you don't get mistaken. Would you add anything else to that, Susan? Well, and first of all, that's a that's a great list and, and a very good um, list of everything that people should be aware of um, and basic things, fundamental things, you know, including if you, you know, are going anywhere. Um, I, I would say a note on black, it's um, they wear black T-shirts. So if you have a black sundress or a black evening dress or, you know, a camisole top or something like that, I would say it's okay to wear black. I mean, some of us like to wear black because it camouflages a lot of things. It and makes us I, look I, thin. 
I did wear a black cami top when, when I was walking around the mall and the protesters came in and nobody did mistake me for a protester um, because they do wear black, uh, black t-shirts. But I would go with that, um, that fifth um, comment that you did make, don't wear a black t-shirt because I think that that's just playing it safe. And it's, as I said, better to be safe than sorry. Um, avoid the protesters areas that we just mentioned. Um, everything is publicized. And the hotel that you're staying at will have all that information on when and where a protest is going to take place. So they will take care of you and just trust in that and let them let you know what you should and shouldn't do if the roads are closed nearby or anything else like that. They will they will guide you and they will probably be your guest best guide in addition to whatever you want to look at yourself um, on social media. I would say also I would avoid going to too far out of the main areas. So in other words, stay in the main areas like Central, Chim Chow Choi, um, as there has been some more danger that took place in the far outer areas. But I would say as a tourist, you wouldn't normally be going to those areas. So as I said, just follow the hotel's advice and guidelines. You'll be fine. Um, I was just there for a week. And other than that inconvenience that, that I mentioned, we had no trouble, no fear of anything while we were there. Um, and the airport has now um, also set up new guidelines, limiting in the future if there should be a, a, another sit-in protest um, and Occupy event, should that occur at the airport again, any future protests will now have to happen only in a very limited one or two designated areas, which they've kind of sectioned off and will will happen, you know, when the protest happens, they will section them off so that they're not even in the way of travelers in any way, shape or form. Um, but I do have to give Hong Kong Airport kudos for the way that they handled all of this um, and have handled everything so far. It's It's an extremely busy airport. It's big and it is very well laid out and very well organized. And in this case, they've just done an excellent job considering everything that has happened with the protests recently. So I would say mainly just plan ahead. Everything you mentioned is incredible advice to take. Um, but in case of delays or road closures, do plan ahead. Um, on the Airport Express or the MTR, uh, you can go to mtr.com to check on the MTR and the Airport Express schedule. So any delays or even to get tickets and for the Hong Kong airport info, you can just go to hongkongairport.com. So remember those two, um, hongkongairport.com and mtr.com. Those will help you out immensely when you're there. Okay. And we'll put those on there as well. Um, let's get into just a little bit of uh, kind of the geopolitics of what's going on here. Uh, one of the geopolitical analysts that, that I, I talk to quite a bit and read quite a bit, I should say, is Peter Zihan. Uh, and it's Z-E-I-H-A-N. He's written two really great books on geopolitics around the world. Uh, I wrote to him and asked him a question. He wrote me back and said, if Hong Kong is on your bucket list, your window is closing. So he says, go soon, especially if this is a dream trip for you. Now, he believes China will be moving in. In other words, the Chinese government will be moving in and changing what, Kong, what Hong Kong has been. Let me ask you this. Are you seeing that when, when you're there? You know, personally, I don't see that myself. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have several dear friends, as you know, who are in Hong Kong, um, natives and residents, their whole entire lives, known as Hong Kongers. 
um, born there. They lived during the British Crown Colony time, and they have seen since 1997 a gradual change. Um, 1997, by the way, is when Hong Kong was turned mm-hmm. uh, back over to China from Britain. So they actually are predicting that in the future, Hong Kong may very well be taken over by China. And they feel very sad about that. Um, in fact, one of our friends plans to move away to either Taiwan or Canada, should that happen in the future. And she's already making the arrangements. So it does seem to be something that is gradually happening, that when you're living there, you can start to see it. Um, I think the the straw that really broke the camel's back was this recent extradition bill uh, that Beijing tried to bring in through Carrie Lam, who is the chief executive of Hong Kong. And that's really what has pushed all of these young people over the edge to start the protests for their democracy and their rights and their freedom, because they're really thinking about their future. So that's something to consider as well. Right. You know, I, I, I can say, I, I don't think I'm the same way you are. I've never felt any, what I would call creeping communism coming in there. But again, I, I, I'm more of a tourist there than even, than even you are. You, you actually have really good friends there in the times that we've been there shooting stuff. Um, but they are sensing something. I mean, that's that's the thing that that, that I'm getting uh, from from a lot of different people there, that there there is this feeling there. And to me, that's that's just really sad. And, uh, it, you know, com- compared to what we we've seen. And uh, and I would also uh, tell folks, by the way, just, just so you know, uh, this is the Undercover Jet Setter podcast. I'm John Daly, along with Susan Anzalone. We're talking about Hong Kong, what you need to know if you are going to travel there. Please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash undercover jet setter. Check out our playlist there on the YouTube channel for Hong Kong, and you will see a series of segments and shows that we have done over the years as well. So let me ask you this. So let's say someone has planned a trip there and they don't want to go. Where should they go instead? Let's say in Asia. You know, one of my first choices would probably be Singapore. What, what, What would you suggest? First of all, I totally agree with you. Singapore is a wonderful idea. Um, it's it's definitely on my bucket list. Um, I would just say be aware because they do have certain rules and regulations there that you will definitely want to follow and be aware of when you go there. Um, but that is somewhere that I've been dying to go. It, the food is supposed to be amazing. Um, it's very easy to communicate. Most residents do speak English. And as I mentioned, it is on my my bucket list for sure. So everybody needs to stay tuned for an undercover jet setter on that because I I have a feeling we'll be doing one soon. (laughs) Um, But also I would recommend um, Malaysia, which, you know, by the way, used to own Singapore and is right next door. Um, This is an up and coming country in the past, I would say four to five decades. It's it's very safe. Many residents do speak English as well. Um, and there are some diverse and wonderful foods to try there as well. And now I'm mainly talking about KL, which is Kuala Lumpur. Um, there's great history there. And of course, the food and the historical sites that you can visit. Um, it's a really fascinating country. Um, and then if you have any extra time, I would suggest taking a trip up to Penang, which is a fun little seaside beach resort town up up north of of Kuala Lumpur, and it's known as the food capital of Asia. It's a really gorgeous place. The beaches are beautiful, and the food there is 
incredible, as mm-hmm. you and I know. Um, they are also known for medical tourism there as well, so something else to consider. But we were up there for a few days, and I mean, you you you're full, but you still want to keep eating because the food is just is so fresh, it's so delicious. The flavors are so dynamic and and just amazing, and and it's just like it's just it really is a party in your mouth. And the people there were lovely. And on top of it, you have these, you have different religions, you have Islam, you have Buddhism, uh, you have Christianity there, and all these people seem to meld together. So we were really impressed with that. And at the same time, too, we're going to have some um, segments coming up on that as well. So uh, those, those I think, are absolutely great choices. Uh, again, we've given you an awful lot here as far as Hong Kong is concerned. And again, it is your choice. If you decide to go, just be careful. And what I would say is from my news background, read reputable news organizations before you go. Check out everything that's on the State Department uh, uh, website so you can see that. Um, Susan, before we go, any any last tips you would give, give folks who are going to go? Um, well, I completely agree with you. Great advice. Uh, just don't give up on Hong Kong. You know, I would just urge everyone who hasn't been there to go at some point in the next few years, at least. We don't know what's going to happen or what the timeline really is or how it's going to play out. But I personally am not going to give up on the city ever. I want to continue celebrating it. Um, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> There's no crying. People... There's no crying in undercover jet setter. <laughs> the people are sweet and kind. They're very mm-hmm. giving. The city is full of just passion and love and diversity. I mean, amazing music, architecture, art, you know, water, delicious foods. You, know, you can have anything you want there. So that's that's what I would say at the end. And again, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash undercover jet setter. You go to um, Hong Kong or you go to full episode. You'll see a full episode that we did in Hong Kong. And it, I always make fun of you when you cry at different things, but you'll understand <laughs> the love that we have of Hong Kong when you do see the full episode we did on Hong Kong and how much it did mean to us. So I, I, I get that completely. So again, everybody, thanks for joining us. Keep it tuned here as well. And uh, Susan, cheers. Cheers, John. And cheers, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, go grab yourself a Kong hat. For more on Undercover Jet Setter, go to UndercoverJetsetter.com and check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.